Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Historic Pinstripes. Again, my name is Brian and I have been a diehard Yankees fan since I was about 7 years old. The goal of the Historic Pinstripes is, as always, to preserve the rich history and tradition of the New York Yankees by discussing the greatest Yankees players and moments in Yankees history. So today I'm going to be talking about the 1998 New York Yankees. Of course, the, um, the Yankees had just uh, celebrated... Um, their, I think, 25th anniversary of the 1998 Yankees team. And uh, so I just figured it would be a good time to talk about the 1998 New York Yankees. Um, so now, getting right into it, let's talk about the coaching staff. And the coaching staff was, of course, Hall of Fame manager Joe Torre, probably the, probably the, maybe the greatest manager in Yankees history. Um, of course, I mean, that's, you got to take into consideration Casey Stengel and Joe McCarthy but I think if you look at Joe Torre's tenure with the Yankees he stacks right up there with both Stengel and uh, McCarthy of course under Torre they never miss the playoffs which is quite a feat um, of course with the Yankees you want to win every single year um, but getting back to the coaching staff there's Don Zimmer was the bench coach of course he had years and years of experience in baseball Chris Chambliss um, being the, I believe, yeah, the hitting coach. Mel Stoudemire was the pitching coach. Um, and Mel Stoudemire was revered for being a very good pitching coach. Uh, Willie Randolph was the third base coach. Jose Cardinal was also a coach. And Tony Cloninger was a third base coach. I, I don't know which one of those guys were the third base. And, uh, one of them might have been an outfield coach. And also their catching instructor was Gary Tuck. Um, so th that was their coaching staff. But as far as that... Yankees team that Yankees team was just they were just that's one of the greatest teams in baseball history let alone Yankees history and I think you could make a really strong case that they were the best team probably maybe even ever um for any baseball season ever you know the, obviously back then the only team to win 114 games in uh before the year in 1998 was the 1927 New York Yankees However, the 1927 New York Yankees had, um, you know, they had, of course, Ruth and Gehrig and Murderer's Row, Lazari. They had a great hitting team. Um, however, their pitching staff, that I mean, obviously at the time, I'm sure they had had some very well-known pitchers. But, and, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to compare the errors from the 20s to the 90s. Um, but if you look at this Yankees team, the, um, the, they also had 114 wins in the regular season, just like the 1927 Yankees. Um, and they had, that not one player on the Yankees had 30 home runs. The most home runs on the New York Yankees in 1998 was 28. That was Tino Martinez. And um, however, they did have four guys that hit 300 on on the team. They had uh, Paul O'Neill, Bernie Williams, Scott Brosius, and uh, Derek Jeter as well. Jeter hit 324 that year. Um, but they had a bunch of guys hit hit at least 10 home runs or more, but none of them hit above 28 home runs, and that was Tino Martinez. Um, Bernie Williams hit 26. He was next. Uh, but, I mean, they had a they had a very good outfield. Left field was not the strongest. Um, Chad Curtis was their left fielder. Um, he hit 243 that year. But he had some clutch hits for the Yankees, too. Um, they had, and they, they had a very good bench. They had Tim Raines, of course. Tim Raines would also sometimes play left field um, and DH. And Joe Girardi being the backup catcher for Jorge Posada. Of course, Girardi, though, in the beginning of that year in 98, was the starting catcher. 
and uh, soon, not well, it didn't take that long, but Posada eventually became the full-time catcher. And of course, um, uh, he caught David Wells' perfect game. I think it was around May 17th or something like that um, in 1998. Uh, you know, of course, that's that was one of the biggest moments in baseball history and Yankees history, of course, being the, I think, that, that, yeah, at the time, that was only the second perfect game in Yankees history. Um, so then you have, uh, they had Luis Soho, um, very good utility infielder, Chili Davis, um, being more of a DH at that time in his, of his career. Um, but he didn't play a whole lot. I mean, he played 35 games, um, was mostly a bench player, came in to pitch hit. Um, he had 291, had three home runs. Ricky Lade also played left field. Um, um, I kind of forgot about him, but he, I believe that year, that was like his rookie year. Um, so he didn't have great numbers, but he, he was on the team. Homer Bush, another guy that came up. He actually hit 380 that year, but he only played 45 games for the Yankees and limited at-bats, of course, you know, because the Yankees... The Yankees, even though they didn't really have a, a lot of stars on their team, well, they did have some stars, like Derek Jeter, Paul O'Neill, Bernie Williams, uh, Dino Martinez, um, and, of course, Jorge Posada kind of being a budding star. Scott Brosis had a career year. Um, Scott Brosis had a 19 home runs, 98 RBIs, and hit 300 that year. And th- that was, for for him, that was, a that was I think that was the best year of, ever of his career. And um, that was something that, they, like, he was not known for his batting average uh, before that one because he had played with the Oakland A's before that. Um, so the Yankees really didn't have a whole lot of stars. They just had a, a if you watched the Old Timers Day uh, question and answer yesterday, it was uh, very interesting. And they talked a lot about how there was really no, not, there was really no egos on the team. They all, it was, it was just a year where all those players, they just, they they just wanted to win that day. the 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 numbers, per, the personal numbers didn't matter to them. All they wanted to do was help the Yankees win, and um, I think that's why this Yankees team, the 1998 Yankees, is definitely the best team in Yankees history. Um, of course, I think there's are there there are some other teams that are really that were great. Of course, like the 1961 New York Yankees, um, probably even throwing like the 77 Yankees, maybe, and uh, uh, the 1927 Yankees, of course. Um, so there, there's a few other teams that the Yankees have had in, throughout the years, but I really feel like the 98 Yankees were the best team um, in Yankees history. Um, and actually, a, a stat that I did find out was that the Yankees, of the 114 wins they had in the regular season, um, their starting rotation had 79 wins. That's that's pretty darn. That's a lot of wins, especially especially if you think about how nowadays starting pitchers only go like five innings, uh, six innings, if if that. So most of the time it's like five innings, unless you're the number one starter. And in like Garrett Cole's case, then the teams will let them go like six, seven, eight, or as many as they can go. Um, but once you get that 100 pitch count or, or even approaching 100 pitches, you don't get to pitch as many innings. So the fact and, – and another thing is that three of the Yankee starters in that five-man rotation um, pitched over 200 innings. Um, uh, David Cohn, David Wells, and Andy Pettit. 
Hideki Arabu, um, he didn't have the greatest year. This was, I believe, this was his, yeah, this was his first year in the in the major leagues coming from Japan. But I believe it was the best year he had because he really, after '98, he he just did not did not do well in New York. Um, but this year he was actually not that bad. He had a 4.06 ERA. Um, but no, none of the Yankees starters in '98. I mean, David Wells had a very good year, 18 and four, three four nine ERA. But none of them had. There was no like one Yankee starter that had kind of like a Ron Guidry year, um, which is something that you might expect. Like the 1961 Yankees had Whitey Ford, who had just a tremendous year, um, and he was like their he was their the he was the workhorse of that rotation. Of course, they I, they had other guys like Ralph Terry and I think Bill Stafford, um, and uh, I don't know if Bob Turley was there, but they, they had a few other guys. So, um, but the main guy was Whitey. Um, uh, whereas in this case, the Yankees didn't really have that one number one starter. Uh, if they did, I would probably say it was uh, David Wells who was the number one starter for the Yankees in 98. But David Cohen also had a very good year. David Cohen actually won 20 games that year. Um, of course, everyone remembers, and as they should, they remember the David Wells' perfect game. And, you know, that was kind of David Wells' career season, really. Um, and, you know, when you pitch a perfect game, of course, the people are going to remember that the most. Um, but they they had so they had five really five good starting pitchers um the one that was maybe not so good was Hideki Arabu but he really did not have that bad of a year that year Mariano Rivera um he was lights out that year of course 97 was his first year as the closer and he didn't have like he it took him a little bit to, I think it took him like a month to really settle in of course 97 the Yankees lost in the division series to the Cleveland Indians at the time they were they were the Indian now of course the Cleveland Guardians and the Yankees lost Rivera gave up the game-winning home run of course to Sandy Alomar Jr. and that really you know catapulted Rivera to have an even better year in 1998 and of course become one of the greatest closers of all time and I, I don't really when I say become I just mean because Rivera always had that cutter and you could tell he he was just he 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 was just a different he was different than a lot of the other closers he, the mentality that he had as a closer he just was able like if he had a bad game that that was like he was able to just turn the page and he would be lights out for the next i don't know 2 3 months maybe um he he was just that good and then there was uh, Romero Mendoza of course, he was he was a very vital piece in the Yankees um, pitching staff that year. Being he was a spot starter, relief pitcher, starting pitcher, so he did a lot of different things. He was ten and two that year with a three two five ERA, which is actually ironically the lowest ERA. Well, actually, he, the only guy that had a lower ERA than him on the starting rotation side was El Duque, Orlando Hernandez. I believe that might have been his first year in the major leagues as well. Um, he also had a very good year. He only uh, threw 141 innings pitched. Um, I believe Mendoza had a few starts that year as well. Like I said, he was a spot starter, was 10-2, was a very vital piece because he, he stepped up uh, whenever the Yankees needed him and in whatever role they needed him to. And, of course, they had Mike Stanton and Jeff Nelson and Graham Lloyd as well. Graham Lloyd, I think, had maybe – I think it was his best year in 98 um, – 
He was he came over to the Yankees in '96. Um, I think he was traded from the Brewers, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, he had a 1.67 ERA in '98. Um, it was a great left-handed relief pitcher. Mike Stanton. Um, he pitched a Mike Mike Stanton pitched a lot of innings. He pitched 79 innings in '98. Um, he was basically the set the left-handed setup man for the Yankees. Uh, Jeff Nelson, um, the right-handed setup man. But Graham Lloyd, um, you know, he, he was pretty lights out to himself, against, especially against lefties, because back then they could pitch. To, they, there was no uh, innings limit. They, they they didn't have to pitch to three batters. You could bring in the, them for for uh, a number of different lefties in the, in, the, in the order. But if I remember right, Graham Lloyd, he was really good against both lefties and righties. Um, some other relievers that they did have was Willie Banks, Mike Buddy, uh, Darren Holmes, um, th- some of the, the lesser-known guys. There was Joe Borowski. Um, uh, he did not have a very good year, but I remember, I remember that name. Um, Jay Tesmer, Jim Bruski. They also had Mike Drizembeck and Todd Erdos. Uh, but those those relievers, really, the only two of those that pitched you know, a decent amount was Darren Holmes and Mike Buddy. Um, Darren Holmes actually had a pretty good, decent year. He was 0-3, but he had a 3.33 ERA, which is good. Finished 13 games for the Yankees. Um, of course, Mariano Rivera finished 49 games, and he had uh, 36 saves that year. 61 in the third innings pitched. Only gave up 48 hits, 17 walks, and just one intentional walk. And he also he struck out 36 batters that year, so um, you know that was those were the numbers from the remarkable Mariano Rivera, one of the greats, and to be honest, in my opinion he's the greatest closer in baseball history. Um, but you know this that the I think if you think about it like the the one player on this '98 Yankee team um, that that really sticks out as being one of the greatest players of all time is Mariano Rivera. I mean, like, the one player that you think of as, like, a Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, like, obviously you think of Derek Jeter that way, but when, when you think of a player being, like, the number one best player, no doubt um, it's, uh, like, usually most people say it's Babe Ruth. For closers, Mariano Rivera. For shortstops, I guess some people do say Derek Jeter. So I, the, the, um, but for the most part, the number one is Mariano Rivera. Hands down, nobody really ever questions that Mariano Rivera is the best closer of all time. And the Yankees, of course, they uh, ended up going on to uh, you know, basically run the table in the playoffs in 98, except for the American League Championship Series that uh, took the Cleveland Guardians, of course, then Indians at the time. Um, they beat the they beat Cleveland in six games four to two um that that was the toughest series for the Yankees but other than that the Yankees really they just kind of ran the table and Scott Brocious was he he was of course the World Series MVP and he he had the best year of his career and he had he had some very big hits and in his entire Yankees tenure he really stepped up big time for the Yankees uh, the Yankees really it took them a long, long. I think the, I, I think it wasn't really until maybe, A Rod, but even A Rod was not as clutch as Scott Brocious. Scott Brocious, is, I would say, I think you have to consider him when you're thinking about like the top five, Yankees third baseman. I think you kind of have to consider Scott Brocious at least. 
I mean, he might not actually be in the top five. I would say Greg Nettles is definitely in the top five. Maybe Cleet Boyer. Uh, Red Rowe, for sure. Um, that's going back to, like, the 1930s, being in the top five for third baseman. Um, but I think you could consider Scott Brosius in the top five, at least. Um, but, you know, um, that, that that year was just a remarkable year, especially for Scott Brosius. But, you know, especially for a team that really didn't have a whole lot of power hitters. They just had a lot of really good hitters that knew what to do. Uh, like, in certain situations, they weren't afraid to just, you know, give themselves up for the team and uh, square up a bunt and uh, sacrifice bunt instead of, you know, trying to hit a three-run home run. They would be okay just hitting a long fly ball with a runner on third base in less than two outs and driving a run rather than uh, trying to, you know, blow the game out and and hit a, a two-run home run or whatever. Um, so, you know, it's just a very selfless team that just knew how to play the game of baseball. And, you know, of course they had a great coaching staff that really, you know, led this team. And, you know, they had guys like Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter was really, I think, kind of of all the – well, I mean, I guess Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill was probably the the Paul O'Neill and Derek Jeter. I don't know if there was really one leader at this point for the Yankees, but because Derek Jeter was still only 24 at this time, but he still kind of, like, obviously he he handled himself like a leader. And, you know, they just had a bunch of guys that like, like him that they just knew what to do. Um, Derek Jeter being one, Bernie Williams even, I would think I would put in there. Uh, but Derek Jeter, Bernie Williams, Paul O'Neill, and uh, Tino Martinez, those were all kind of guys that really, they, they, they all had that. And, and another thing about all those guys, they all kind of had a drive to them that they just um, were just not going to quit. They were just going to find a way. They, they, just, they, they knew that as a team they could beat any team in the league. Um, if they just, you know, everybody did their job. And if you didn't do do your job, then, you know, they, they would speak up and try to help their teammates because that's what teammates do. So, anyways, in my opinion, this is the greatest Yankees team of all time, the 1998 New York Yankees. Um, and I think you could make a very good case for it. Um, so, anyways, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Um, before I let you go, the Historic Pinstripes is a proud member of the 4041 Media family with other podcasts such as Free Your Geek, Psych Your Crime, and Movie Theater Time Machine, along with a bunch of other podcasts and streamers. Feel free to go to www.4041media.com for more information. So thank you for listening, everybody. And as always, Go Yankees!